if you go in not looking for a referral, if you go in looking or not looking for a referral or not looking for a sale, you go in looking to build a true relationship, then bigger and better things come from that, right? Great experiences build great leaders. Great leaders build great teams. This is Building Great Sales Teams. Welcome back to Building Great Sales Teams, y'all. I'm going live in the evening. I'm going to do Ryan a huge favor and just record this whole thing on <coughs> StreamYard myself, which means we don't get the fancy intro today, but no problem. We're going to pivot and uh, we're going to be fine with this. So we're doing a rapid fire episode today and... Uh, I like to do these rapid fire episodes. These are little subjects that I come across during the week and I'm like, Hey, I need to talk about that on the podcast. And I haven't done a solo episode in a while either. And if you go back through the episode list, I've done 12 episodes in a row with a guest. And I was like, man, it is time to do <clears throat> a solo episode again. I'm sorry. I just ate a snack bar and it is like tickling my throat right now. Anyways, so I wanted to do a solo episode for you, for you guys. I'm going to kick it off with the subject of relationship building. You know, I'm in a lot of mastermind groups and it is a pain in the ass to go in these groups and get immediately like bombarded with everybody's products and everybody's pitch and whatever the case is. Right. And being a full-time consultant now, you know, I recognize the cadence that needs to happen. Right. So when you look at relationship building, you need to look at it as a long game, right? And this is whether you're in a mastermind group, whether you're at a networking event, social media, doesn't matter, right? And so let's talk about that first one, though, the networking event, right? Whether it's a local B&I, and, and first of all, I know some of you are part of B&Is, and I know that that can be a good thing, especially if you want to, like, impact your market locally. Um, because it's the most available and, and it, it, it's the cheapest, right? But yeah, it's a referral grab. That's all a BNI is. And they're trying to send you referrals to customers that you don't like. They're forcing referrals instead of building the relationship, right? And so that's the first piece. Like when you when you meet somebody at a networking event, you know, obviously it's just like a sales pitch. You know, you want to actually find out what their pain points are what they're having issues with. And the first thing that you want to do, and I do this in my connection calls all the time, right? And so uh, I reach out to the group and I say, hey, uh, if anybody wants to join uh, uh, join me for a connection call, let's do it. Let's jump on it. And typically the first thing I try to do is to connect them to somebody else in the group, right? And so if I know that they're struggling with bookkeeping, I'm going to connect them with Easier County or Keith Goss or one of these other... Uh, you know, depending on what level of bookkeeping they need. Right. And so that's the first thing I want to do on a connection call is trying to recognize opportunities for um, for to solve some of their pain points with my friends. You know what I'm saying? And so that's the first piece of relationship building is bringing referrals to your friends. And that's going to be a huge part of it. So that's something that you can do at networking events. 
and then you can set up connection calls to be able to do that. The second thing I'm looking to do is to solve a pain point in their business from our conversation. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to hold it back, you know what I mean, so that I can charge them for it later on. I'm trying to solve a pain point in their business from our conversation, give them ideas. The beautiful thing about being in these mastermind groups is that you're constantly getting new ideas on how to operate your business more efficiently, as well as uh, impact the bottom line, right? And so when you start executing on them and you see them work, then you can bring that to other people, right? And this is just general business things I'm talking about here. This isn't like, you know, uh, any crazy strategies or, or, or marketing campaigns or, you know, sales programs or anything, right? And so I'm looking for a pain point to relieve in their business. And then, and then the next piece of it is, okay, I've connected to connected you to who I can connect you to. I've helped you solve a pain point in there in maybe in your business. And then at that point, it's just like setting up the structure of the relationship, you know, Hey, when do you want to connect again? Hey, uh, when should we check back on that piece of your business and hold each other accountable? Right. Cause they may, they may turn it around and help me with my business. Right. Or connect me to somebody that is going to help me with my business. Right. And so if you go in not looking for a referral, if you go in looking or not looking for a referral or not looking for a sale, if you go in looking to build a true relationship, then bigger and better things come from that. Right. And so as you're building that relationship, what's going to happen is they're going to send you referrals and that's the first step. And then maybe even y'all will have an opportunity to, to do business together, right? You're going to go through this uh, stack in the relationship, right? And then eventually maybe you actually get a real friendship out of it. You know, like if you're watching this podcast or listening to this podcast, you probably understand that whenever you walk into the room, typically you're the most successful or you're the smartest person in that room. And that's very hard as an entrepreneur to always be dealing with that. Or you're the only entrepreneur in the room, which people don't understand what you go through every day. So when you tell them, yeah, you know, I just spent 10 grand last last uh, month and I didn't get anything out of it on a marketing campaign, or I just invested in this house, or I just did this flip or whatever the case is, like people don't know how to talk to that. You know what I'm saying? like. And so when you find yourself around people or you pay for your friends, as we say, it gets a lot easier to do that. So a few other ways that you can build those relationships after the connection call is on social media, right? Like all their posts, favorite them, comment on their stuff, share their stuff, right? Uh, one of the things that I do, if I see some synergy there, I ask them to jump on the podcast. You know, if you've got a legit story to tell, you know, even though my podcast is building great sales teams, obviously I'm not talking specifically about that subject. I'm talking about the uh, benefits of long-term relationships that you build right now. And uh, if you have an amazing story or if you have something to teach that can help my audience, I'm going to ask you to be on the podcast, right? I'm going to lift you up. I'm going to put you out in front of other people. You know what I'm saying? Which is not some crazy audience. It's about 100, 100 people an episode. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm going to do that and I'm going to be intentional about connecting you to my audience. Right. And so the results that are going to come from that is connecting affiliates, right? Uh, business ventures, recruiting. Like if you need good people in your business, a lot of times other entrepreneurs or other relationships that you build can send those to you. Right. 
And then uh, friendship. I mean, friendship is underrated because we've become so transactional. You know what I'm saying? Like everything is alike. Everything is a share. Everything is a business deal. You know what I mean? Like it's rare that those true friendships really exist anymore. So, hey, Keith, how you doing, brother? And so those are incredibly important, you know, and like Keith, for instance, I've only known him for what, a couple months now? Oh, actually, no, a year. It's going to be no, 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 like six or seven months, right? But Keith is one of those guys that I know I can call, you know what I'm saying? No matter what time of night, he's going to help me out. You know what I mean? It's because we've built that. We've built it up to the friendship level. We send each other referrals. You know what I'm saying? Like we look at doing business deals together and we've built a, a true friendship now, you know? And so that's one of the things that I definitely wanted to cover because, you know, especially within our mastermind groups, too many of our relationships are transactional. Too many times the first conversation is trying to sell somebody on something. And I get it. Some of you guys are starving. You know what I mean? But you have to look at every person that you come across, not as a sale, but as a potential for a relationship that may result in them sharing you, them connecting you, them sending you a referral, whatever the case is. But you got to build that relationship first. Right. It's just like dating a woman. You can't just go in for the kill every time. Trust me. I know this day and age is a lot easier, but we won't get into all that. All right. So that's rapid fire. Number one, rapid fire. Number two is one of my favorite subjects to talk about because it kind of goes hand in hand with this. Right. So it's commission breath. And what is commission breath? What is really commission breath? Right. Commission breath is the more that you want the deal to close, the less likely it will close. And it's because they can smell the desperation on your breath. And unfortunately, this happens to the best of us. It, it happened to me when I was younger. And you got to pay your bills. So you get in this mindset of, you know, I've got to close this deal. So you're trying to get to the deal faster. You're trying to gloss over objections. You're not really servicing the customer's pain points. You know what I mean? You're just trying to get to the close. So if you know you've got a case of commission breath, one of the things you can focus on is the scope of the deal versus trying to close the deal. Okay. So how do you, how do you build out the scope of the deal? Well, one of the things that you can ask your prospect is where does this land you, where does this land in your list of priorities? So if you know the scope of the deal, you know whether or not it's going to close that day. And if they say ah, it's not a real high priority, we know it can help us in our business, but it's not a real high priority right now. You know that that deal is probably not going to close for a couple of weeks or maybe even a month, right? Depending on the type of product that you're selling. And so the scope of the deal is how you can figure out, okay, do I need to even like push this right now or it's not high on the list of priorities? priorities, right? This will give you the perspective of the cadence, right? And so when you have that commission breath, that's one of the things you want to establish is the, the scope of the deal, right? Let's just say you're on impulse sales. So this means that you don't have time to develop the relationship. You're knocking doors, you're doing telemarketing, you're at an event, right? And you have a lower ticket product and you're, you're kind of focusing on the, the impulse sale, right? And so when when you get commission breath and, you and you're dealing with an impulse sale, you want to focus on your actionable measurables, right? Your, the things that you can actually control. If you focus on those, you focus on the number of candidates that you're speaking with, the number of doors, <laughs> you're killing me too. 
<laughs> Droopy. So Droopy just asked, uh, why are farts always funny? Follow up. When you fart in front of a prospect, what's the best way to handle the laugh? <laughs> I could, I probably couldn't help but laugh. You know what I mean? And, and I don't know. I think it's because they're universal. Everybody. Yeah. That was not hard, Droopy, especially with that line. <laughs> I think it's uh, universal. Like, because everybody does it. It's this thing that we try and hide all the time, but sometimes it just comes out. You know what I mean? I think you just roll with it. You know what I mean? You roll with your prospects and you're like, hey, it is what it is. I know we all do it. And sometimes, sometimes, you know, when it always happens to me is when I sneeze. Then I'm like, shit, I farted too at the same time. I got problems now. Anyways, I don't think I can, I, th I don't think I can curse on the live stuff. But anyways, impulse sales. If you're getting commission breath with an impulse sale, you really need to focus on your measurable actions, right? The amount of doors you knock, the amount of follow-ups you make, the amount of touches that you make, the amount of presentations that you're making. If you can get through your presentation properly and actually follow all the steps in the process, that's another thing you got to focus on is following your steps, not jumping from the qualified to the presentation and trying to close real fast because you need to pay your bills. You know what I'm saying? You should act the same when the bank account is empty as you do when the bank account's full of six figures, right? And when you do that, then commission breath doesn't become a thing for you. So that's definitely one of the things that I want to cover. In in general, when you when you know you're getting that commission breath and you know the sales are slowing down, then you start focusing on listening more and talking less. Listening more and talking less. So we talk about this all the time, right? But I have a tool for you guys that can actually measure it, right? So when we're talking about virtual sales, Zoom sales, jumping on a Zoom with somebody, there's this tool called Fathom.video, right? Uh, Fathom.io is the product and it's a Zoom add-on. I freaking love this tool because, and let me see if I can pull this up real quick and actually show you guys. Show you guys. It is a cool ass tool. Um, no, I can't. I can't do two things at once anyways. But check it out when you get a chance, because as you're on a call with somebody, it'll show you how much talk time you've had. It'll tell you how long your monologues are. You know what I'm saying? And what I love about this tool for podcasting is it kind of tells me if I'm being a good host or not. And typically I'm at 30% and the guest is at 70% as far as talk time. So if you're able to do that, if you, if you sell over Zoom, that's an easy way to understand, hey, why am I not making any sales? And your talk time is 50, 60%. Well, there you go. That's the problem right there is you're not letting your prospect explain their pain points to you enough, lead you to where you can, uh, where they can show you how they want to be closed basically. And so talk time is a huge one. If you do virtual use fathom and it'll tell you that ratio, or you, even if you are, um, hmm, I wonder if that would work. Yeah. So even if you're, you're doing phone calls, right? Put it on speaker and then record on zoom and it'll recognize that there's a difference in uh, tone out or voice. And then you can see how much you're talking and how much the prospect is talking. That would be cool as shit too. Or if you have a VA, just have them, have them uh, transcribe it and that'll give it to you too. So, that's rapid fire number two, how to overcome commission breath. So rapid fire number three, and uh, 
I'm going to try to, oh, okay, I can do this here. So I'm going to share screen. I'm going to share baseball cards. So obviously if you're on audio, you can, uh, you just got to listen to this, basically how I structured this. But if you're on video, you're going to be able to see this. And so this is one of my favorite tools to use that I developed probably like seven or eight years ago. Right. And so we didn't have all the fancy apps like you guys do now, like sales rabbit and Spotio and uh, these canvassing apps, apps, right? So we had sheets of paper with names and addresses on them. And um, at the end of the day, we would have our sales reps fill out this baseball card, right? And so what I love about the baseball card is it, it's truly accountability to yourself. But if you want to, if you want to measure those, those me measure those action items, the things that the controllable actions, right? If you want to measure those, this is a great way to do it. So. A baseball card is broken out into the days. So you've got the date, you've got the number of attempts. So this is like a knock, a phone call, a DM. These are basically actions you've taken to initiate contact with a prospect, right? And then the next piece is how many contacts did you actually make? How many people responded, answered the phone, answered the, the door, whatever the case is. So that's contacts. A 25% uh, ratio is pretty good in door to door, especially, and it's really good on phones, right? How many of those contacts that you made were qualified? This is impulse sales, guys, right? So you don't know that they're qualified going into it, but you can adjust this however you want, as long as it makes sense to the ratios, right? And then, you know, uh, this one that we did is for solar, right? So how many bills did we get that day? You know what I'm saying? Because this is like, all right, the, the homeowner is there, they're qualified. How many bills did we get that day? And then how many from those bills, how many closes did we get? And that gives us our batting average, right? And so what I love about this tool is at the end of the day, they can fill it out. If we want to get really micromanaging, you know what I'm saying? And this is, you know, something that happens in door to door. You can have a manager sign off every day if you guys are out in the field together, right? But you go towards the end here and okay, so then you you total everything at the bottom. Hours in the field that week, how many uh Attempts did you average that week? How many contacts did you average? How many were qualified? How many bills did you get? How many closes did you get? And then you get your batting average, right? And so a good batting average for, let's just say door to door or phone calls or whatever, from full conversations that you had to actual closes, right? So that I was actually able to give my full presentation and then how many closes did I have, right? So in baseball, if you get a hit two out of 10 times, you're typically a rookie right? If you get a hit three out of 10 times, okay, you're kind of good. You're average. You get a hit four out of 10 times. All right. You're a veteran. If you get a hit five out of 10 times, you're in the hall of fame. And as so goes with most closing ratios, depending on the market or the type of sale or the price of the product, right? But you can adjust this for, for whatever product that you're dealing with. I mean, you can see that we, we wanted a batting average of 500, um, and they were a rookie 600 was a veteran 700 was an all-star and 800 was hall of fame. And that was getting the bill to close basically. And so they can turn these in at the end of the week and you can kind of, you can kind of see, okay, with your controllable actions, you know, why haven't you been successful? This is a very, uh, telling tool, right? And so if you have everybody doing this, even if they just pen pencil whip it, right? So, you know, a lot of us do a thing called G code, right? 
even if we just BS it, there's no way you're not going to get better from doing this. You know what I'm saying? Because every day you're going to have to be accountable to yourself and you're going to have to basically say, hey, I'm lying to myself about this. So this is perfect timing because we're going to be wrapping this up and the cleaning crew is coming in. That's how you know you're working late because the cleaning crew is trying to get in right now and they're getting the code wrong. And I should be going and let, letting them in, but I wanted to do a quick rapid fire for you guys where I walk through these three items, which was relationship building, commission breath, and last but not least, the baseball card tool that you can use in your business. If you guys want that tool, just reach out to me and I can absolutely um, shoot that over to you. I have a template for it. I can shoot over to you and I can kind of show you how to adjust it for your business or for your market. Appreciate you guys jumping on the call today. Thanks for commenting, Keith and Druby. Appreciate you guys as well. Y'all have a great day. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Building Great Sales Teams podcast. We really do appreciate it. As you know, we believe that great leaders build great teams. How do you become a great leader? You learn from the greats. Join us at the Million Dollar Mastermind put on by Ryan Stuman in Frisco, Texas, and learn everything that you need to learn to be that great leader. The link will be in the description below. As always, we ask that you like, share, and subscribe wherever you consume podcasts so you can stay up to date with the Building Great Sales Teams podcast. Let's get building.